Good evening, and welcome back to our evening message. Tonight we're going to be rounding off our two-week study, which we hope that you've enjoyed, on the Book of the Minor Prophets. And uh, tonight we are going to be ending in the Book of Malachi, which not only ends the series of the 12 books, but also it rounds out the Old Testament before we head into the New Testament. First, let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the rich wealth of information uh, that we have studied over the past two weeks. We're thankful, Lord, um, for these small books that are full of significant and important gems for your people. I pray, Lord, that we're able to find what you have for us tonight and to enjoy, once again, learning through your scriptures and your word and growing. And we worship you, Lord, in spirit and truth. We want to be a people that is faithful to you. We want to be a people that love you. We want to be a people that please you. Help us, Lord, to learn how to love you more in spirit and truth, in Jesus' name. I know that we have been uh, using the BibleProject.org. It's been part of our um, uh, engagement this these past two weeks. And it do, did such a nice job. I really enjoyed those little video snippets of um, the overview of the books of the Bible and everything else that they do. But it's been a great way for um, to learn about these books and expose information in a succinct and non-overwhelming way. And so in the book of Malachi, it does a really nice job breaking down. Um, the book of Malachi is, uh, they say, a set of six disputes between God and his covenant Israel people. And so God is making claims um, about himself to his people and his people are disagreeing with God and saying, are you really that kind of God to us? And I like their breakdown. I'm going to take a little bit of a different um, approach to drawing out some of the things that I found were little treasures and gems um, through in this book. But I do really love what the Bible Project did. And I learned a lot. been learning a lot the past couple of weeks. So the book of Malachi, by this point, um, we're finding ourselves through a little background context. We're in post-exilic um, Babylonian uh, exile, uh, about 100 years after the exile. So the temple has been rebuilt, um, and there's a new generation of Jews living in this new Jerusalem. And God is addressing his covenant people. The problem is... His covenant people think they're living and behaving and acting and worshiping and practicing like covenant people. And God actually spends the book of Malachi um, exposing the truth that his covenant Israel is indeed not acting like his covenant people. 
And he's calling them back to return into right relationship with him. So while they're displeasing and sinful uh, ways and worship and things are being exposed through the prophet Malachi, God doesn't leave them there in that. He calls them back to return to uh, what he had set up so many, 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 many years ago through their ancestors, um, which is the covenant Israel and his his um, living as covenant people, following the scriptures, the Torah, the things that they had um, and knew to do. So that's the dispute that I see. God has a covenant people that aren't acting like it. The covenant people don't even really view God as their God at this point because they think that they deserve covenant blessings that they are not receiving. So God is both disappointed in his covenant people and the covenant, these the Israel, you know, Jewish people are disappointed in this new Jerusalem that they're living in. They think we should, it's corrupt. You know, there's, um, it's just not nice. It's not a nice place. And, uh, they are complaining to God about that. This is not the way your people should be living. It's not what you promised us. So I wanted to draw out four themes that I saw. And my themes focus more on the theology of God. God is um, revealing who he truly is and always has been to his people and will continue to be. Um, And so that God... I have four things that God loves his people who do not love him in return. That God is faithful to his people who are unfaithful to him. But remember, the people at at this time, God's people at this time, believe they are loving God. They believe they are being faithful to him and the scriptures. Um, The third one is, God is a merciful God on his people, but his people believe that they're in judgment right now. They're saying, we were in exile. This is like exile. Where are your blessings, God? And the fourth one is that God is hope. God offers hope to his people when his people are not placing their hope in the one true God. The book of Malachi begins, chapter 1, verse 2, second verse says, This is the Lord speaking to Israel, I have always loved you, says the Lord. And the people immediately retort, oh, How have you showed us that you love us? So God, uh, throughout this whole book, one of the things God does is he's calling his people to look back to the past Because in the present day, they don't think God is showing them love. They don't believe their God is being faithful to them. They don't believe God is merciful. So in present day, um, they don't see who God is and always has been to them. So he has to call them to look back. And that's a theme through this as well. Um, You see God calling them back to the scriptures. 
calling them back to, um, in this case, he says, I have always loved you. I chose Jacob and to bless that lineage rather than choosing the lineage of, of Esau. And he reminds them, I chose you. And uh, God then begins, starting in chapter 2, kind of through the rest of chapter 3, to then talk about how he is faithful to his covenant people then and how he's faithful now, uh, even though they don't see it. And so through Malachi, God exposes um, all of this corruption and defilement of the um, his covenant people's practices of worship. Um, they are going to temple. They are worshiping in the temple. But God says, listen, your offerings aren't what do not are, are not uh, measuring up to the standard that is required by Yahweh God. Again, calling them back to the scriptures. Look back and see. He said, you're bringing me animals. They're blind. They're anemic. Uh, the, you know, uh, produce is um, emaciated. Uh, the animals are crippled. God says, you're bringing me offering that is not worthy of the one true God. And they're complaining and saying, we sacrifice. We're bringing sacrifices. And kind of one step uh, up, God turns to the priests of the temple. Even the priests are falling short in their worship and their practices within the temple. First of all, the priests are allowing God's people to bring in these insufficient and unworthy sacrifices. And they're ignoring how fall they short. <laughs> how short they fall in honoring God. And so God uh, chastens the priests as well and says, you're allowing these things in the temple, not only other people bringing them as worthy sacrifices, you're receiving them as worthy sacrifices. And so God also, in his mercy and his faithfulness to his people, again, he exposes through the prophet Malachi uh, these um, corrections for his covenant people. and But at the same time, he calls them back to himself and uh, desires that they return to him. And... Uh, one of the ways he does this is through also pointing out their unfaithfulness uh, with their tithes. And again, that just meaning the one-tenth of the wealth that they are to be bringing unto the Lord. They have, in God's words, says God says, you've cheated me. And this is how. You are no longer bringing your tithes. Um, and so he calls them back to a place to repent of these unworthy uh, practices um, and and ask them to return to acting and establishing, reestablishing the covenant practices um, of the scriptures. And uh, I had also talked about God being merciful 
And in this time, God's people aren't thinking that they're serving a merciful God. They think they're serving this God who is judging them and and making their lives terrible. And so God calls um, attention to a remnant of uh, people who have remained faithful, even though at this point the majority of Jerusalem and God's people have not been faithful to him, far from it. But there is a there is a group, and God says to them, "I have not forgotten you, and I see you." And so, um, speaking of this group of people in Malachi chapter three, verse sixteen, and part of seventeen, God displays His mercy, and He says to this group, um, "It says the Lord listened to what they said." The faithful said in his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. These will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And so even in the midst of um, God's people having wandered so far from him and his ways, there is a hope. And it's within the small group of people that have remained faithful. And this is where um, chapter 3 going into chapter 4. Chapter 4 is only, what, five verses long. There is a hope that rounds out not only the book of Malachi, but the 12 minor prophets. And it rounds out the Old Testament. And it's talking about the day of the Lord. So, this is what Israel was complaining about. We expected to be living in the bountiful blessings of the day of the Lord. Where are they? This life is so disappointing. It's the opposite. It's far from it. And they blame God for that. Of course, God is pointing back to his people saying, you've left your covenant ways and I'm calling you back to them because God is faithful and merciful, and he wants all who can to um, be blessed by the uh, fulfillment of the day of the Lord that is still yet to come. Although Israel had turned so far from God, God ends Malachi saying, the fulfillment is still coming. Get on board. And so I just wanted to read the last... um, Five verses out of chapter four, because of this future hope. Um, God is a God of hope. And oftentimes, as you know, Israel found so many times, and as we can too, as his, as his people, his, uh, hopefully his faithful today, um, we have to remember to put our sight and our hope in the Lord, even when we don't see or feel that hope um, in our circumstances. Chapter 4 says, The Lord of heaven's army says, The day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day, the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, And you will go free 
leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I failed to say something when I was talking about how God had been merciful to Israel, even though they only felt judgment. One of their complaints in chapter 3 is that they are watching the wicked prosper around them. They are the ones that are suffering, and they are God's people. Why are those who do not worship God prospering and being blessed? And so this is God's response, that that is in fact uh, not what is going on. It's that they need to repent and turn back to him. And uh, that this day of the Lord that they are looking for will cause them to leap with joy and will cause them to be free, uh, which is what they are yearning for and desiring and what they had expected by this point. And God had too, but his people weren't acting like covenant people. And um, he was still the covenant God. He always has been. He always will be. Picking up in verse 4, Remember to obey the law of Moses. He's calling them back to remember who they are and how they can worship God uh, purely as his people. He said, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai. He said, return to those, get back to that. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah and here comes the future hope. Um, Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives, his preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. And so this is how Malachi ends. God is offering this future hope. And he's saying there are a few faithful that have remained as my people Your day is still coming. The day of the Lord is still coming. Rejoice in that. And he's calling back his the rest that have, you know, abandoned him, uh, that have left him, that have forgotten him. And he's saying, get on board because he's going to fulfill this. And um, even though they don't think, they think that God left them. They think that, God will never fulfill the scriptures of what their ancestors um, experienced. God is reminding them, I do not change. I still love you. Repent, come back to me, and you will receive um, and enjoy the blessings of uh, what's coming. As I turn my Bible, the next page says the New Testament. And that's what's coming. I mean, not in our series, but the promise um, is found. It ends with that in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, Matthew, it begins with this promise. We want to thank you for tuning in with us for the past couple weeks on this series. We hope we do hope that you enjoyed it and um, continue to listen nightly with us for what's Uh, upcoming next. God bless and good night.